Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Um, I'm joined by guest host again, uh, Jacqueline Rao, Dr. Nate Francis, and Corey Jackson. In today's, in today's episode, we are talking about emotional stability and why it's important. Just to kick us off, I know that um, there was a situation um, at my school um, that happened um, in which a student... Um, right after the the lunches uh, let out, pulled a fire fire alarm in the middle of transition, and um, it it wasn't planned. Um, we had one planned for that day, but it wasn't something that was um, planned at that time. Um, so the teachers knew that it was planned. So everybody just kind of starts walking outside, and I start I start to I start to freak out a little bit. So I you know I get in the hallway and just I calmly yell. <laughs> I don't know if you can calmly yell. I yell freeze. <laughs> like everybody stop as, as much as we can. I, I radioed to the uh, to the front office to get on the intercom to just let everybody know to freeze until we really assess the situation. Um, it was something that we hadn't practiced or, or gone over. But I, the only thing that came to my mind was uh, Stone Stoneman Douglas mm-hmm. and how you know a fire alarm was pulled and everybody went outside and I didn't know. And I think uh, at that time it, it was stressful because um, we were getting mixed communication. Um, there were, there were some people saying, go outside, let's, you know, put the drill in. And, you know, we had to kind of go against, you know, just competing voices over the radio. I say all that to say <clears throat> um, it's really important for us as leaders in those critical times to um, always be thinking, and not to allow our emotions to get the best of us. The results of that um, uh, fire drill being pulled, we 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 were able to develop a, a an, an ongoing plan. Um, you know, if, if a fire alarm is ever pulled, um, we always freeze. We identify if there's a real fire or not, and then we you know dictate over the over the intercom where to go because we don't want to get caught just walking out uh, mindlessly. I mean, we communicate to all of our staff and students that we freeze, we assess and we think through the thing, the thing with intense situations or when something happens, um, you know, of that magnitude or anything like that is it's easy for us to become emotional. And I I don't know about you all. When I become emotional, my brain shuts down and Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to think. Um, So I just want to just today talk about the importance of emotional stability in school leadership. What are your thoughts? I would say, I think it's important for us to be, as principals, to be mindful of our emotions because I think we all do this because we have a passion to help kids Mm. and to help improve lives, as you said earlier. And that passion is an emotion. And so we, on a day-to-day, we deal with emotions of the drive that we have within us to, to, to help our school and our students succeed. And I think that fire drill, there's some emotion there with you. We are charged as principals. Our number one goal is safety. We are to keep everyone safe. So if you have a school of 2,000 kids, you're responsible for 2,000. If, if, if I have a school of 550, I'm responsible for about 600 people. And so, and I think there's an emotion attached to that because that is the number one charge. And so I think it's, it's important for us to be mindful of our emotions at certain circumstances throughout the day. 
because we have, in my opinion, the hardest job ever. And if you and, and if you've done it during a pandemic, you know that it is the hardest job ever. And so we have to be mindful of our emotions. So that means sometimes take a meta moment and think about how you're feeling at that particular moment, because it's impossible not to have some, some emotions with the job that we have. And so I think it's important to be mindful um, and, and have some strategies, some built-in strategies to, to regulate them. But for me, it, it is, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it is, I am emotional when it comes to my work, my job, because I know, understand the impact and the importance of it. And so I try just to be mindful of how I project those emotions because I, I wear them on my sleeve, always have, always will, mm -hmm. but it's important to be mindful of them at certain moments throughout the day, whether it's a fire drill, whether it's for me, a, a, a Duval County charter visit that, that can be stressful and emotional. And so there are there are times where I just need to be mindful of them and then proceed from there. Yeah, I agree with Corey about being mindful. And as principals, we don't always realize it, but we we everyone's looking to us. Mm -hmm. And they're looking to see what our reaction will be. And they want us See, we're models for the adults and the students on our campus. Mm -hmm. And if we start freaking out about something or becoming overly emotional about something, that's going to make an impact on how others will react in, in a particular situation. So being cognizant of that and remembering that we are modeling, we need to model the emotional stability and behaviors for both the students and the adults on our campus is key. I'm one as well, uh, Corey, I'm guilty where I wear my emotions on my face. <laughs> and I've, I've actually had, yep. there's been times where someone will pass me in the hallway and be like, are you okay? And I don't even realize mm -hmm. it, but I guess the way my face looked, right? was like, um, <laughs> yep. someone yep. could you tell that there was something emotionally going on. <laughs> um, so that's something too, where I'm like, oh man, you know, sometimes it, it's, it has to check me well, man, I gotta, I better fix my face right now because, mm -hmm. because I'm just walking around projecting something that I didn't even realize that I was projecting. So, um, hard, I just think it's some, hard. it is hard, but yeah. that's something that I, that I, that I'm still working through and working on. Um, and then another thing kind of like you alluded to, but just being really cognizant about not making emotional decisions, mm. right? Not mm -hmm. making decisions in a moment of emotion, um, I know some of us, we've, we've probably all been guilty more as assistant principals in the student affairs office, right? When you've got that one kid that's just caught you on that wrong day that they, <laughs> and they mm -hmm. decided to, to do, make a bad choice. Um, and, you know, you let that, that emotion influence your, your reaction or your action to whatever that, mm -hmm. that action was from that, from that student. So um, there's that too, making those emotional decisions. Sometimes it's better to not make a decision right away. Mm -hmm. Allow for yourself to, to cool down, to walk away, um, to get your mind right in order to make a, a decision that's going to be consistent with, with what you believe in and, and how you operate and not just going off of the emotion of the situation. Sometimes I'm the king of, of inconsistency based on their relationship. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's I, I, 
that's my running joke that I am the sometimes the king of inconsistency when it comes to the most inconsistent being, and that is a child. And so I am sometimes sometimes guilty of that. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. Nate, I feel like you you took the words right out of my mouth. Like sometimes we have to step away. I mean, I said it in the last episode. I'm an emotional person. Um, I actually keep a a scripture verse um, on my desk in a frame. Um, and at the bottom of it, it says, um, this isn't in the scripture verse. I put this at the bottom because this is what I took out of that verse was um, stability releases ability. Mm. And um, that is a reminder to me all the time that I have to, I have to model that behavior, like that emotional stability for my teachers. I love that you, that you put it that way. Like we have to model what, what we expect. If we are emotional leaders and we're making emotional decisions, our teachers are going to do the same thing. Our students are going to do the same thing. Um, You know, that trickle down effect. Um, So keeping our emotions in check, even though we are emotional, right? And I think it's okay to say to someone, and I've said it to kids because I think our our job is to teach kids how to deal with their emotions, mm-hmm. right? That's part of our job, right? So I'll say to kids or adults, you know what? I'm a little emotional about this right now. I need to take a moment. I'm going to go for a walk. I've left kids in my office. Like we're both emotional. This isn't going to go well. So I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to take a walk. I need you to calm down. I'm going to calm down. We'll come back and we'll have a, we'll have a civil conversation about this, you know? And I think it's okay. We have to realize that it's okay to say I'm emotional right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I need to take a step away. Um, and I think that a lot of people don't want to admit that they're emotional about something or or they don't uh, know how to deal with those emotions. Um, but we use I, I use those times as teachable moments. Um, there will be times where, you know, something like like Corey, like you said, we're passionate. We do this because we're passionate. Um, just, just like about a week and a half ago, I was in a staff, uh, uh, an admin meeting with my admin team and I got a little bit, a little bit emotional and I responded in an emotional way, um, to something that, that one of my APs said, um, that, that doesn't go along with, you know, what the work that we're the, the, the path that we're trying to go down, um, as a school. And I, and I responded emotionally and, And I came back to my APs later on that day. And I said, listen, y'all, I have to apologize. That was, I responded emotionally in that moment. And that was unacceptable. And I'm very, very sorry for that. And they all were like, oh, it's okay. Like, you're just passionate. It's not a big deal. You know, but, but owning those emotions too is super important. Right. I definitely agree, uh, Jackie, owning, owning our emotions. I think uh, it's, it's important for us to really hammer <clears throat> or really double down on the fact that we are people. Mm-hmm. And because we're people, we're going to feel every emotion and in, in communicating that. I, too, sometimes if I'm talking to a parent or a student or even a teacher, like I explain to them the emotion that their actions made me feel. I talk about the impact of those actions sometimes because I need 
I want for people to treat me like a person, but I also want them to understand that we're, we're people at the end of the day and we have to manage our emotions. It's not something that um, we can, we can live without. We have to manage them, which creates the stability. But I, <clears throat> I want to ask you all, um, sometimes, and you know, sometimes we'll feel like if something happens, X happens. And what I've seen and heard some people do is they'll make a policy just because this one thing happened when sometimes it's not really a policy that's needed to be made. It's probably some more reflection and some conversations. So my question to you all is, what is your process for not making emotional decisions? I always walk away. Count <laughs> <laughs> the team, walk away. <laughs> yeah, like that's it. Like sometimes you just have to say, let me think about that, right? Or or let me let me let me do a little bit of research and just walk away, you know, um, or let me get back to you on that. And you know, sometimes I have to go into my office and close the door and I'll tell my secretary, I'm in a like I'm in a meeting, no one can come in right now, and I just I need to take a moment. Um, so that I don't make an emotional decision. Right. Um, so, you know, walking away, but I also think asking the right questions because mm -hmm. Jamal, what, what you, what you said, like people will make a policy because of like one thing, right? Like a lot of people want to come to you and say, everybody feels this way, right? Everybody is upset about this. Okay. Who's everybody, <laughs> right? Right. Is everybody one person or is everybody 30 people, right? Mm -hmm. Like talk, like talk to me about who's everybody, because that's an, that's an emotional, that's an emotional response too from whoever you're talking to. Well, everybody feels this way. Well, your everybody is your best friend and you, right? Your, your teacher bestie. Mm -hmm. Um, but making a policy based on how one or two people feel, um, that's never, that's never going to be okay. You know, a lot of times I'll say, let me take it back to the leadership team. You know, I'll, I'll bring that to the leadership team. We'll talk about it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll put something out. Right. Yeah. Because then, then I'm bringing it to a larger group of people where we can all discuss the situation. We can hash out what's right, what's wrong. Um, what was said, what wasn't, you know, all those things, and then make a decision as a team. Um, because typically when you're making a decision as a team, it's not going to be an emotional decision. Right. Yep. Yep. No, I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on Jackie with what you're saying. Um, the biggest thing, like you said, is, is stepping back. Um, and really, in my opinion, that's really just being consistent. I know for me, I try not to make rash decisions, whether I'm emotional or not. I, I like to really think through decisions and actions. Um, and when you get emotional, sometimes those decisions and reactions become rushed, right? And you don't process, you don't take the time to process and think through the decisions that are being made or, or the communication that's being put out. So I, I just agree with you, you know, as far as stepping back or, or taking a moment to really process what's going on and allow both yourself and the other party to, to, to cool down. Also what you said as well about those probing questions, right? You do have those, the teachers or the parents or whatever that come to you and ask, you know, make an emotional statement, you know, everybody is upset or everybody's this or that asking those more specific questions to those individuals can get them to realize as well. Like, Oh, 
maybe I am, maybe I am over-exaggerating a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a way too, to get them to, to emotionally, to, you know, reduce their emotions and what they're and how they're communicating. Corey, you got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I would, uh, prior to moving down here to Florida, as I said earlier, I was, a uh, a principal by myself, so I didn't have a AP. I, I had some coaches, but you know that dynamic is different. And so, as Jacqueline said, I would I would frequently utilize. Let me let me walk away, take a moment mm-hmm. um, before I make a decision. And I used to utilize that quite often. But since I've been in Florida now for going on three years, I have had the pleasure of having a very good assistant principal before I make an emotional decision, I do sit down with her and we do talk about pros and cons. I get her feedback. Um, and then we usually collaborate on whatever next step, whatever next decision that we do make. Um, and so I've had it both ways to where I've had to walk away, take a meta moment, breathe, do some thinking about it, reflecting on it, and then, uh, and then this year or the last three years, I've had the ability to to really bounce, uh, um, bounce my thoughts off to a colleague, and then we come to a consensus together. And so, mm-hmm. all in all, in both strategies, the main goal is to not to make that emotional decision because you then because you find yourself making an emotional decision, and then sometimes you have to retract and and, yep. and make an apology, which. Uh, apologies are fine, um, but if if you can avoid it by really reflecting and taking a moment before making that rash decision, I think that's that's um, something that you should uh, try yeah. to do and try to utilize. Yeah, and Corey, I just want to I'm I'm gonna you you spark something in my mind that I wanted to talk about as far as um, having that person to bounce things off of, um, but I'm gonna keep it real too and and. I feel it's beneficial to have somebody that you can vent to. Yep. You know, if you're upset, yeah. <laughs> somebody that you can pick up the phone and keep it real with. You know yep. what I mean? Um, because sometimes too, that sometimes that stepping away it, it, it's helpful, and sometimes you just got to let it out. But mm-hmm. you need that trusted individual, that safe space, that person that you can call, um, or you know, bring in your office and close the door, and just sometimes let the emotion out. Because because sometimes Ooh. that serves as therapeutic as well. Um, instead of just holding it in and, and you know festering on something, sometimes depending on what the situation is, it, it could make it worse. But having that person, that one one or two trusted individuals that you know are a phone call away or down the hall, to really just sit in. and listen <laughs> to to the. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's important for us also um, to really hone in on the on the bigger picture and knowing where we are in in space and time. Every initiative is not going to go according to plan. There are going to be ups and downs and managing managing our emotion. Um, <clears throat> just one last question to close us out, and we'll just do closing thoughts on this. What do you do when you're emotionally drained? 
How do you how do you get back to a place of stability once once you're depleted? What's your process? I take a day off. Yes. <laughs> take a day off. <laughs> you got anything yeah. else? Anybody else do anything besides take a day off? I talk to I, my I, people. Nah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, like like when I say my people, like I'll talk to you, Jamal, or I'll talk to, you know, other other people that are living living this same uh experience, you know. Um, and sometimes it's helpful, like even the other day, it's helpful to know like other people are feeling the same stuff and going through the same emotions. You know, um, so I think that like talking to your trusted, your trusted people, like Nate said too, like that's when I'm emotionally drained, that's important. Yeah. Having that support group, me personally, I, uh, I like, you know, I get on YouTube and I watch, you know, some motivational speaking and some, some short videos that, that will help me sometimes when I'm in a, in a low emotional state. Um, but honestly, I believe that support group really, like everyone has said here, those people that will really understand your struggle and your challenges that you're going through and having those mm-hmm. people that can relate and empathize. Um, and, and some, you know, sometimes just be there as a listening ear and other times be able to provide some sound advice, um, I feel is probably the most therapeutic and beneficial thing. Absolutely. Well, in closing, it's it's extremely important for us to. It sounds like to have a have a group of people and remember that we are humans. Um, this is Jamal Crook for Jackie, Doctor Francis, and Corey Jackson reminding you that opportunities are everywhere. Have a good one.